ML Nation, episode 519. That's what we do in network marketing is we build people, right? That's really, if you focus on building the person, the business will get built as a result. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We've, this is the second time we've had, that we've, we're having him on. I'm so excited I came and speak. Uh, but he is a legend. We have John Haremza. Hey, John, are you ready to make it happen? Hey, I am always ready. Let's do this. John Haremza is a network marketing veteran, superstar, a legend with 30 years in the business and has earned over $18 million in lifetime commissions. In the last 10 years alone, he's averaged over a million a year consecutively. And his, but his all-time proudest accomplishment has been leading his people to earnings of over $250 million and changing countless lives. But John came from humble backgrounds. Uh, you can go to the previous episode, episode 127, but we'll still touch on it in today's show. John came from humble backgrounds, lived in a trailer park in Perham, Minnesota, and was working as a maintenance manager in a small potato chip factory when he got introduced to MLM. He never sold anything live. He had learning disorders, but he stuck with it and became super successful. He's also the author of a book, which we're going to spend some time talking about, called Right or Almost Right. It's the second edition. And his, John's inspiration for writing this book came when he just met a lot of network marketers who struggled despite working hard. They're working hard, putting time, but they struggle, but still stuck. And uh, today we're going to talk about a couple of the mistakes that a lot of you may be making. So anyway, John, welcome to the show. I want to share a little bit of background. How did you go from uh, potato chip, you know, factory? I can say potato chip factory maintenance worker to network marketing. Well, um, I got him accidentally, I guess. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, I was a blue collar worker. You know, high school education. Uh, you know, my dad was a janitor. My mom worked in a dog food factory. I'm living in a small town. My learning disability was dyslexia. And so really struggled with reading and, you know, having to read out loud and special classes. And as a result, you know, had no self-esteem, right? No self-confidence and literally wouldn't say hi to somebody unless they said hi to me first. And I think it's important to share that just simply because a lot of people, you know, I think see people at the top of their game in this industry and they think they could never be there and they forget where we all start, right? I mean, literally, I was afraid of my own shadow and accidentally, I guess, got introduced or got invited to a home party with a company called NSA, a water filter. And so when they invited me, I thought they wanted me to build a display, right? Not sell anything. <laughs> and uh, there was a breakdown at the factory that night. Uh, so I ended up being two hours late for this meeting. And so here I go directly from work. I didn't want to, right? I just wanted to go home uh, and relax, right? I went directly from work. I'm wearing a blue uniform with a hairnet, you know, protective goggles and work boots and come in smelling like a potato chip. And I joke about it. These two suits from Minneapolis were there and I could just see the disappointment on their faces. Like we just held this up for two hours for this guy. And there were five of us there that night. And out of the five, I mean, everybody got excited, but the next morning I was the only one left excited. And so that was my introduction and, you know, launch into the industry. How were your first couple of weeks when you, after you got started? 
Uh, well, you know, super excited, super scared, and getting a lot of um, uh, criticism from friends and family. And, and, you know, my wife at the time, her actually was my fiance, the night I was introduced, okay, I wrote a checkout for $480 and bought four of these water filters, right? They're 120 bucks a piece. So I come home to my trailer house and my, you know, fiance was there and she's like, what did you do? And I'm like, you know, you're not going to believe this. You know, I mean, this is exciting, blah, blah, blah. The water in the little town I lived in happened to be really good. So it made no change in the water. So I'm just like, wait till you see what this thing does. <laughs> and so it did nothing. But there was a neighboring town about 45 minutes away. And so on the weekend, I went to this neighboring town, didn't know a soul. This is in December of, of uh, 88. And I am knocking on doors in December in Minnesota. And I've got, I had four filters, got three people to commit to try them. And, uh, you know, next week I came back because, you know, for those of you familiar with NSA, the way these things were sold was called a puppy dog, right? You leave it with people, they fall in love with it, just like puppy didn't want to give it up. So I placed three of these filters, came back a week later to check on them. My brother was with me for moral support and I sold one of the three filters, right? I made $59, bought it for 120, sold it for 59. I looked at my brother and I said, oh my God, I'm going to be rich, right? I mean, easiest money I ever made in my life. And so now he wanted to get involved. And, uh, you know, the, the investment back then was uh, the most, it was $5,000. And so my brother wanted to get involved. And I didn't know if I wanted him to, because I'm like, I want to sell all these myself. I didn't understand the concept of leverage. And I said, okay, hey, you're my brother. I'm going to let you in on this deal, but we need to make a pact between us. No one else is to know about it. And so, you know, you talk about now making millions of dollars. I entered into the industry trying to keep it a secret, but Moreover, to the answer to your question, I mean, it was just, you know, we're co-workers, family, friends, everybody, the naysayers telling me I'm crazy, laughing at me, saying it wouldn't work. And for me, it used, it kind of turned into motivation. I was just like, that made the hair on the back of my neck stand up to where, you know, I can't fail at this. You know, I'm going to do this uh, to spite everyone else just because they tell me I can't. So mm. anyway. I know you had a lot, uh, you said in your bio that you wanted to be invisible because of low self-esteem. Right. How did you overcome that? I know I'm sure it was a process. What did you do to kind of get yourself to start talking to people, be more outgoing and get out there? Because you never did sales or, any, or business experience before. Yeah, well, um, I, you know, another major turning point in the success and when I really started having this, you know, some success is when I was introduced to personal development. Right. Which is such such a, you know, this whole environment that we have in this network marketing it, it's it's a big part of it, right? And and I just threw myself into it. First time, first event I ever went to, I'm still working in the potato chip factory. There was an ad, full page ad, half page ad, whatever, in the local uh, paper that Zig Ziglar was coming to Fargo, neighboring town about an hour and a half away. And I decided to go, you know, in the break room, my coworkers are teasing me, you know, is that zigzag guy, you know, did you see the zigzag guy yet? And he told a story, he told the flea training story, right? And it was just, it's just a, a phenomenal story. It just really hit home with me. And I remember a while, probably this was probably two months into my experience. And I, I was part time for six months. But when I went full time and I remember my coworkers teasing me and laughing, this is never going to work and never going to work. And I just said, you know what? Maybe you're right. But the worst thing that can happen is I'll have to come back and get a job like you've got. And you could have heard a pin drop in a room because they had no comeback for that. 
But mm. yeah, personal, my, um, the, the overcoming the self-esteem, you know, being in an environment in network marketing where you're treated like an equal, I mean, people making a lot of money are paying attention and giving you time and wanting to look, help you and stuff. Uh, it, it, it makes you feel good, right? It, it, and then the introduction of personal development, I slowly began to come out of my shell, but yet still very, very reserved, introverted and shy. But I would get excited about what I was talking about. When I started talking about network marketing and possibilities, I just like lit up. It's, it's kind of like I stepped out of myself in a sense. What was a turning point or a light bulb moment? that you can trace back then where after that moment, things really, really took off for you. Well, I was initially selling these filters door to door. Okay. And there was a regional event coming up in uh, Fargo, which again, about an hour and a half away from where I was living. And so my, myself and my brother, and now we have one other person involved, a guy by the name of Kevin Turnus. The three of us went up to many or went up to Fargo for this Saturday morning meeting uh, the presenter was a guy by the name of Mike Nelson, national marketing director, and just told him how excited I was. And we're going to go canvas Fargo and knock on a bunch of doors. And he says, you're going to do what? And and he says, well, we're going to knock on doors. And he says, I made 206000 last year. And if I had to knock on doors to do it, I'd have never done it. He said, who's your upline? And so I told him and he says, well, you're actually in my downline. And he brought me up into his room, the three of us, and he he showed me the power of leverage and, and recruiting people. And it was the first time that I understood it, where, where, where I went from just trying to sell the product to selling the business, selling the opportunity. And I mean, a few months later, I'm full time. And it just, I mean, totally, completely changed the, the you know, my, 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 I had a paradigm shift on how I was doing a business from just trying to sell to, you know, putting the opportunity and the business model as a part of it. Mm. Now to my favorite question, but before we go on, uh, I just want to recognize today's show ambassador to give a shout out to Stephen Meyer out of Watertown, South Dakota. Hey, Stephen, congrats in uh, this episode with John Haremza on the show notes page. We'll link to your Facebook profile. And for those who are watching, if you want to be a show ambassador, we're getting into a lot of good stuff with John Haremza right now. All you have to do is share today's broadcast and you could be the next show ambassador. Again, congrats to Stephen Meyer. All right, John, my favorite question. In your 30 plus years, what is your worst, worst moment in network marketing? To the point maybe you even had doubts about this business or you wanted to quit, uh, but you stayed in there. And that's why you're the leader you are today. You know, there's probably um, a long list <laughs> of those doubts, right? Of those, you know, I think everybody has that self-doubt and that feeling of wanting to quit, you know, so many times. Probably the most difficult moment was when I realized, you know, learned a couple of very important lessons about timing and consumable products. I was with this company, NSA. I thought at that particular time, there were only two companies in the world. And, and I thought I was in the right spot. And, you know, there was a major leader that had left and it really made me take my blinders off. And I began to question everything. Right. And then research and investigate the industry. I mean, I was a nervous wreck. I, I, you know, I put my heart and soul into this thing. And, and for that moment, thought it was all over. Mm. Right. When this person left the company and every it was, you know, I was still young. I, you know, I had my blinders on and it, it, it just kind of opened my eyes up to what, you know, hey, I learned the industry. I understand <laughs> what's going on and what's it, and what's required. And that's when I went on this mission to really study and research the industry. 
right? And and that's you know making that making that decision to uh, to leave and start over was um, terrible, <laughs> emotionally, mentally, financially. It was it was a uh, it was a very probably the most difficult moment. Why did you stick with uh, network marketing during that tough time? Why did I stay stay with it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was making $9 an hour, okay, as a maintenance person. I was up to making an average of $5,000 a month, which is more money than I ever thought possible. And then, of course, the threat of that disappearing was devastating, right? The, the, the you know, having to eat crow, so to speak, that thought of failure. But there was something in me that just said, this is, this is you know, if I can find the right environment, this is what I need to do. This is where I belong. And, and, uh, and so I found that company that I had spent then the next 12 years with, uh, and went to the top of that company. And when there was the first time I made really, you know, really, you know, decent money and learned so much in that second experience, you know, where, where I learned really what to do and how powerful this industry is. Uh, well, you, you say you learned a lot. What are the, some things you learned in that second experience? I learned, the importance of the three-way phone call, one of the most powerful tools there is, you know, uh, the fundamentals, I mean, staying plugged in, uh, you know, the power of events, the the power of, you know, keeping people in one more day, right? You know, the, this, you know, how you treat people. It was such, I mean, the leadership at this company that I was with was so incredibly strong and powerful. I mean, I looked to, to, you know, my old sponsor as probably the, one of the most, from a networking standpoint, you know, having probably the most impact or influence on really, really understanding this business. Mm. All right. Thank you for sharing. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, let's talk about your book here, Right or Almost Right. Number one, like you just updated it again, but what inspired you to write this? Because the title, and I guess maybe she explained the title, Right or almost right, the fine line between phenomenal success and average results in that we're marketing. Why did you write this? Well, I, I the inspiration behind the book was, you know, as you're, you know, I'm being, I'm, you know, doing well, right? I'm traveling all over the country and I run into people all the time asking me a lot of the same questions. And what I, you know, and these are hardworking, uh, talented, seemingly doing everything right, right? And so the question and really the title behind the book is, are they doing it right? Or are they doing it almost right? Hmm. And the whole book is very fundamental, and it takes everything that we do as network marketers on a daily basis. You know, from our mindset to the fundamentals to the three-way phone call to to the exposure to everything that we do. In addition to kind of sharing my evolution of the industry, and helps you understand to to make that little identify that little subtlety right, that you can make that makes all the difference in the world, that fine line in a little adjustment from when we do a three-way phone call or how we posture, or mindset. I mean, all of these fundamentals in our industry, people think they're doing them right, but are they doing them right or almost mm -hmm. right? And, and, you know, I just felt inspired to put it into writing. And if you read the book, you'll find that it's like talking to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly what I do. So let's talk about a couple of them. Uh, what's uh, one of the things that people are almost right, and that's why they're stuck? That they're doing it almost right, but they're not right. Well, I mean, one of the first things that comes to mind, and, and I could probably do another book on just the biggest mistakes people make, right, is they talk too much, right? I mean, they, 
they're talking too much and, and instead of listening more, right? Listening more. And I think one of the other major issues, because, you know, that whole thing is people by people, right? It's your passion, your posture, belief, enthusiasm about what you're doing. If you have any hesitancy in your approach, in your posturing, uh, you know, you're, you're sunk, right? And so just changing that mentality in, in your confidence and your posturing. And of course, then the other thing is how you do that is you do that by staying plugged in. You do that by listening to personal development. You do that by doing the business, by staying positive, right? But that posturing is so key. The, you know, the way you approach people is, you know, part of that. So, you know, doing a three-way phone call when you do it, right? And, and, you know, a lot of times people get going in network marketing and think they're good enough now and they don't need to do it anymore. But right away, what they're doing then is breaking the duplication down because everything we do, right, sets that example what others think they have to do. And so if you, you know, start bringing people in without doing a three-way phone call because you think you'd be, you're beyond that now, well, then that person you bring in doesn't experience that mm. and we broke the duplication process down, right? So, I mean, there's just, it's full of all of these little subtleties of uh, things that we maybe did and then we think we don't need to anymore because we're beyond that. Is there a time when people shouldn't do three-way calls anymore? No. I do them. I mean, I'm the top person in the company and, and I'm still doing, I mean, it's where I spend a lot of my time on three-way phone calls, but as I'm prospecting, I'm doing that three-way phone call just as if I'm a brand new distributor. Yeah. Thank you for emphasizing that because people are really, like you said, people think they got to do what you did, right? So if you're do, exactly. talking too much, yeah, it's really good. What about the section where it talks about like uh, getting a positive dis- decision and overcoming objections? Yeah, you know, I really love that part. And I was just talking with, I was in Las Vegas the last few days and I'm talking to this one, you know, member, uh, you know, she's she's talking a little bit about this overcoming objections and how her people just give up so quickly with a no. And and that's it. The everyday person, when somebody says, you know, no, I'm not interested. Um, no, thank you. It's not for me. Uh, I don't have the time. I don't believe in network mark, whatever it is. And if you're a new person, right, you're probably a little insecure and scared. Uh, you get an objection. And what do you do? You just say, OK, thank you and appreciate it. And you tuck your tail between your legs and you're done right with that person. And most everybody is going to give you some pushback. Very few people are going to jump through the phone and say, I want to do this. This is incredible. Blah, blah, blah. There's a series of having them help them understand and see what this is about. Right. And so my favorite way to overcome these objections, it's so basic and fundamental. It's the feel felt found. You know, I know how you feel because too many times either people right away just say, "Okay, thank you for looking and they're done or they get in an argument. Right. They start trying to tell them why it's better, why they should do this. And as soon as you argue with somebody, what happens? Their defenses come up and they're not listening to you. Right. It, It creates this confrontational environment. And the feel felt found is so magical. You know, the first thing you say is, I know how you feel. I don't care. You say, I don't have time. Not for me. Can't do network marketing. Can't sell. Don't have any money. You know, don't believe in it. Uh, You know, I know how you feel. So what you're first doing is agreeing with somebody. And you can't argue with somebody that agrees with you. I felt the same way. Now you're empathizing with them. Hey, you and I are alike. And then it's, I found out. You know, so they're sitting there. Okay, he knows how I feel. He felt the same way. Now I'm curious of what he may have found out because he's doing this. Right. What I found out was, you know, his network marketing is the most efficient, effective, fundamental way to bring a product from manufactured to inline user. What I found out was 
is that if I didn't do it, I'd never have the time, that I actually can gain time through the leverage part of the business, right? I mean, you know, so what I found out was, is it's not about selling, it's about sharing, you know, like if you really believe in something. And so this feel felt found can help you overcome, move the process forward. And in the book, I go through all kinds of examples from the pyramid to no money to no time. I can't sell, you know, who saw, I mean, the, this many, many examples in there about how you can move that process forward. Awesome. And uh, well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for writing the book. What's the best, easiest way for people to get a copy of this book? I mean, we will have it on the show notes page, but uh, where can they get it? Check this out, John. Uh, through Amazon. You can get it through Amazon. It, it is on Amazon. Now, my original book is on Amazon as well. And so this book, because it's just being released, the way Amazon works is it's apparently not a separate listing. It's part of the same one. And so you might have to do a little searching to find the second edition. Uh, it should be there. Although the link I sent you is a direct link on Amazon to the book. Awesome. And we will have that link on the show notes page. Just go to mlnation.com, click on podcast, look for John Haremza, and we'll have it there. Hey, John, thank you so much. You've seen a lot of changes in the last uh, 30 years, I'm sure, right? How has the profession changed? Well, I, you know, I think the profession has become much more professional. I think it's actually become more accepted uh, in the industry as a legitimate way to earn. And, and I, you know, and I, I think, you know, maybe GoPro with Eric might have had something to do with helping the image, the image of this industry be, be improved. People like yourself doing the radio shows on it. So I think the image of network marketing has changed to this little mom and pop business to a legitimate way to do business and to earn an income and have a career, right? Mm. I think it's changed as a career. You know, I don't believe really much has changed as it relates to the fundamentals that we, what we do. Right. Right. I mean, we may, I mean, the internet and, and, you know, getting information to people and links and, and all that kind of stuff. But, but I also believe this, the people that try to tell you, you don't have to talk to people. All you got to do is send out information and drive people traffic. They are misled. It will not work. Right. I mean, you are not going to get, I mean, this is a relationship business. It will, it was 50 years ago. It is today. And it'll be 50 years from now. If that ever, if we ever lose that in our industry, they don't need us. Right. They don't need us. Or, uh, and so I think that's one of the, another mistake people make is they think they can do this business hundred percent online. So I talk about it in my book. You know, when when somebody says uh, you you make a contact on Facebook, maybe through Messenger, somebody expresses an interest. You know, my suggestion is hit them back. When can we talk? Right. I mean, I want to engage with that prospect, uh, you know, by by in person or, or over the phone as as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, right. I want to take it offline and, and, and bring it back to the real person. Yes, absolutely. And, and you made a great point. If it was all automated online, then. Companies wouldn't need distributors. <laughs> they just hire. They just hire an online marketing team. Let them do all the work, right? Yeah. Why pay us so much? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, thank you so much. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, they can be short, one, two sentence answers. Uh, the first one is: What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Uh, you know, probably the the one that comes to mind first would be: You need to work harder on yourself you know, than you do on your job by Jim Rowan, you know, work harder on yourself. You make a fortune, work hard on your job. You make a living. Once I got that completely turned my life around. And, and, and really that's what we do in network marketing is we build people, right? That's really, if you focus on building the person, 
the business will get built as a result. What is the best piece of advice you ever received? Well, you know, I, I think back to one of my other mentors in the business. I don't know if I can say his name, but he would tell me that uh, it didn't matter what the problem was. He had the same answer for every 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 problem that you faced. And it was, you need to talk to more people. I don't understand the comp plan. Uh, talk to more people. You know, I, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I can't sell. Uh, you know, I don't understand the product. I need to know more about this. And he would be like, you know, I was faced with that same thing. <coughs> And what I found is if I went out and talked to more people, I, I got it figured out. Hmm. I mean, too many times people just get weighted down thinking they need to know everything. And, and it really is true, right? I mean, there's nothing out there uh, that can't be fixed by getting, you know, three or four brand new personal people to go work with. Absolutely. And who is that? You can say the name of the mentor. Who is that mentor I told you about? Uh, that was Jeff Roberti. That's awesome. Yes. What's the what's your favorite prospecting tool? Say uh, someone is qualified today, right? A qualified prospect. Do you send them a video just straight to the phone, like you said, or send them a webinar or send them a link? What, what do you what do you like to use? Okay, so it, it's a bit situational. Okay, but people make a mistake of just sending a link to someone, and unless you have that prospect excited about looking at it, it doesn't get reviewed. And that's one of the biggest mistakes people make with tools. We have so many great online tools and they just send them out to people. So my you know, thing that I believe in is you need to stimulate an interest. So if I can to get on a phone to stimulate, not not, you know, be that be the message, not the messenger, be the commercial, not the movie, but stimulate an interest to where now when you send them that link, they're excited to look at it. OK, you, you peak the little bit of interest without telling them everything. Uh, so they so the tool gets reviewed and then it would be so if possible, I'm going to stimulate that interest, ideally through a very brief phone call. And then I'm going to follow it up with that online tool. Do you have a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend or favorite online resource like Dropbox or Evernote? Well, I mean, I do use Dropbox a lot, but you mean as far as like getting information to people? Or oh, something that you use all the time, your day-to-day uh, day life. Anything online tools or draw, uh, favorite app on your phone? You know, I, I guess I have some apps that I use. You know, we have one through our company. You know, I, you know, I guess I do use Dropbox quite a bit, mm -hmm. you know, by sending, you know, documents within, you know, PowerPoints and different things like that. Uh, but um, I don't think so. Okay. What is uh, one or two books you could recommend to ML Nation? <laughs> right or almost right. You know, I think it's a great book. Uh, you know, obviously, the, you know, the GoPro is a great book from a network marketing standpoint. I think, um, you know, the Brian Carruthers, The Millionaire Mindset is a great book. There is so many really good, good uh, information out there from a, from a book standpoint. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? I'm ready. Here's the million-dollar question, John. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet, right? But they spoke English. What's the first thing you do to find prospects or first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Well, uh, you know, I tell people is, you know, hey, there's 350 million people here in the United States, you know, go pick somebody, right? So I would probably do a combination of everything. I would do the three foot rule. Uh, I would just be getting out there and, and talking to people. 
and I would definitely be joining groups and, and I would be searching out through Messenger on Facebook, but the, I would not be prospecting. Okay, I would be trying to build a rapport and build a relationship. I think it's a huge mistake when people go out there and they 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 don't know anything about the person. I get it all the time, and probably everybody in network marketing, you get these people sending you these links, and and if you think somebody's going to look at them, you're kidding yourself, right? You know, get to know somebody. I don't care. So it doesn't matter if you're meeting them in a grocery store line. You don't say, "Hey, I got something you need to look at." It's you comment on the weather, you comment on something going on, and you you start a conversation. So it, whatever you you can do to be in front of people, whether it's online or offline, but if I was to start over, no personal contacts, I would begin to build personal contacts, and then the prospecting would follow. Mm, hey, Does that make sense? Yes. Hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can reach out to you? Uh, well, um, you know, my uh, my email is just johnharemza at AOL.com. Or you can also reach me at John Remza, uh, or john at johnharemza.com. Uh, my phone number, I don't know if I can give that out or not. Sure. Okay, my, my cell phone number, and I am one of those people I always respond, uh, is 701 701- Two three eight zero one three seven, and so you can also reach me through my website, johnremza.com. Uh, any last words or advice? You know, you will always feel like quitting. I don't care at what level you're at, but there is nothing. The lifestyle, it's it. No matter what you have to go through, it's worth it. I, you know, another great quote that I I love from Jim Rowan is he said, it's, it's, um, it's not what you earn, it's what you become in the process, right? I mean, what we become, my, how my life has completely changed in ways that I could not have possibly imagined. So even if you're not being rewarded monetarily yet, right now, you're not, maybe your income is not where it needs to be. The environment is preparing you. If you stay mm-hmm. focused, if you stay consistent, and you keep on keeping on, you're, you're, you're going to have those aha moments. You're going to have that breakthrough, but you have to, you have to first become worth it in many cases. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you may hang out with ML legend, John Haremza. So keep up the momentum, go to mlnation.com. Just type in, uh, you see, click the podcast tab and you click on, uh, you see John, John Haremza on there. You can also check out his previous episode 127 as well. And you can make sure you uh, check out his book, Right or Almost Right. And the link will be, the Amazon link will be in the show notes page. Hey, in order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So John, Thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan here with a great show with John Haremza, a legend. I always love talking to, I was teased, like the dinosaurs. People have been around for so long, 30 years. Uh, I love what he said. You know, doesn't matter with social media online, it is still a relationship business, right? If, uh, and it, what he said was, uh, you know, that riled me up a little while thinking about it afterwards. I, of course, I didn't appear in the show. Where it's like, you know, when you see these online Facebook ads, like you don't need to do anything, these automatic funnels to do anything. It's all BS because think about it. If, if it was, if everything could be automated, then why would these companies need distributors, right? 
you need distributors. You know, online social media is awesome way to find people. But at the end of the day, it's still a relationship business. Whether you're talking to them on the phone or you're building a relationship online, messaging back and forth, or just showing sharing about how you are on your profiles. So great stuff from Johnny. Just edifies like the profession. Like people from all types of background can be successful in this business. A couple of things you, know, you can check out his book. His book will be on the link. The link will be there on the show notes page. Just go to mlnation.com. Click on the podcast tab. You see it there. But, you know, talk about being almost right, right? You're almost right. You're not there. Uh, and I think a lot of you are almost right. For example, you want to do network marketing, but you're talking too much. Or you're not doing three-way calls. Even John, someone who is, you know, made over 18 million in his life and making a million a year is still doing three-way calls, right? So, use the three-way cost because you really, if you want to talk about selling, you're selling people that they can do the business and make it simple and easy that they feel that they can duplicate. Uh, he talked about feel, felt, found. There's a you know, great way to answer objections. I love, I love it. His mentor told him, Jeff Roberti, you know, what's the, if you have any type of problem yet, things are not working out, just talk to more people. Right? Talk to more people. It's, you know, my downs are quitting. Well, talk to more people. My team, my customers not reordering. Talk to more people. I'm not recruiting anyone. Talk to more people. You know, this is a numbers game. The people are out there. Talk to more people. And you're also developing yourself. John had a lot of self-esteem, a lot of issues. But, you know, Jim Rohn says, work harder on yourself than at your job. And, at the, you know, the most rewarding part of this business is not about the money, but the person you become throughout the process. And uh, yeah, you know, I always say success is a letdown. The thrill is in a pursuit. Every one of you, you're growing a little bit each day. Fall in love with the process. Don't get attached to that results. Hey, thank you for listening to Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. Now it's over to you. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.